Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn. I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. And we are your hosts. Hi. Today on the show, we have Anne Maxwell Foster and Suisel DePedro Cunningham of Tilton Fenwick. They are a design duo known for their mixing patterns and colorful spaces. They've been featured in House Beautiful, Traditional Home, Lux Magazine, Domino, all the places, all the shelter, ma- all your favorite shelter all the big magazines. Ones. <laughs> and y'all also have a fabric line and a wallpaper line. Did, yes. I, did I miss anything? No. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's a lot. No big deal. And your mothers. And my mom. I mean, you're the whole package. Yes. And you guys met, didn't you meet when you were fairly young? No, but um, everybody thinks that because Because of the dorm thing? Because Tilton Fenwick is our dorm names from college. So everyone assumes that we went to college together, which is benefits me because I'm actually seven years older than Anne is. Mm. <laughs> but everyone thinks we went to college together. But we actually went to two different universities. I went to Tufts University and she went to Boston College and we're seven years apart. And you are, so you're Northeasterners. Yes. yes. <laughs> so how did you end up together? Uh, so I worked for Ashley Whitaker, who I'm not sure if she's been on the podcast, but she'd be a good one to hit up. She's Write an amazing decorator. Uh, and Suisel worked with Ashley at Markham Roberts' office, another amazing, yes. amazing designer. Uh, and so Suisel had uh, taken some time off when she had her daughter, Cecilia, and she would come to Ashley's office to see Ashley. And to Ashley was always kind of, <laughs> get out of the now. house, <laughs> speak to adults, uh-huh. put on some clothes. Uh-huh. Um, and Ashley wasn't there, and I was there, and we had a lot of fun. And we met there and... Um, just became, we were friends for a while. Uh, and and then, then Anne got engaged and we, she was start, started to plan her wedding, which was fun for me because I didn't want to go home to this baby. So I kept like going <laughs> to see Anne and leaving my daughter with a babysitter. Once a week I had like a three hour break and I would like shoot up to see Anne and she started planning her wedding. And I was like, oh my God, I love weddings. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how, you know, it wasn't a decorating necessarily. But a creative spark, thing. But we had a creative spark planning her wedding. And then that's what started um, the friendship. Then um, I bought a house upstate and needed to decorate it. And I was like, do you kind of want to help me with this? And that's how. Oh, my God. A lot of Ballard Ballard up there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, we've been talking today a little bit about the idea of, you know, having a partner versus Mm -hmm. doing it on your own, especially Mm -hmm. your own home. It's hard to make decisions, I think, Mm -hmm. really kind of – you know, nail down exactly what you want. Talk a little bit about how you guys make each other better or what you bring to the party. Worth that. I mean, we always say, like, if I decorated, if I had to do a living room and Anne had to do a living room, they would be not 100% different, but they would definitely go different paths. And if we did one to get, when we do one together, it elevates, like, it's better than both of anything that we could do individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and we say that to clients all the time. You're getting two for the price of one. You know, like, we don't, we travel together. A lot of people ask us, do you work on different things at the office? Do you separate your projects? We don't. We do everything together, and we really think it's, like, the most beneficial for for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we get this question all the time, especially from people who are potentially 
becoming partners. And oftentimes we're just, we don't have any words for how mm-hmm. to make a partnership work. It just clicked for us. And we're really, really lucky because we know a lot of partnerships don't end up standing the test of time, especially in design. Um, you know, people can have very strong points of view about certain things. But I think Suisel and I, we just work so well together. Um, we enjoy our time together and we don't take things so seriously. So unless something is really, really important that I'm like, I, it has to be this green, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, we just have fun with it. So yeah. I think that's how it, it works so seamlessly for us. Well, I imagine as creatives too, like probably the design work is the easiest part of your business, right? Like uh, in terms of partnering together. Yes. <laughs> and that's the funnest part for yeah. sure. That's the best part, but a small part of everything that we do. Right. So, yeah. Well, I, I, so when I first heard of y'all, I knew of your fabric line first before I knew that you were actually a design duo and and a full service firm. So Mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about the fabric because that's what I'm most excited about because I don't think we've ever had a fabric designer on the show. I don't don't think we have, unless you consider like Miles Red and and Bunny, they do fabric lines with Schumacher or whatever. Okay, that's true. But not not anyone who has their own, like here's our own fabric line. Yeah, we definitely started as decorators and the fabric line came pretty quickly after we launched our business, which was shocking to us because that's something that was, you know, we say it was on our bucket list of things we wanted at some point in like, you know, 10 or 20 years would be great to have a fabric line, but it happened like almost a year after we launched our business, which was super quick and we were not expecting it. Um, and I think it was a blessing. That was our first fabric collection for Durley. We just finished our second. And the learning curve mm-hmm. for us the first time was so much greater because we are decorators. And though we were trained by very traditional design firms, so we wanted to create a fabric line that had that traditional aesthetic but was a better price point. You know, the Durley price point, you you just cannot beat, right. beat it. Um, and we just wanted to have very elevated patterns in the fabrics. Um, and then we just finished the second collection, which was inspired by a trip that we went to to Portugal, which was amazing. Um, Ooh, an inspiration trip? Yes. Yes. Just the two of you? We went with one of my friends. Angelina is one of our fabrics, which is like the scalloped, um, it's also a wallpaper, um, and it's one of our favorites. So we went with my friend Angelina, who's Portuguese. So we went with a translator, a driver. She did the whole itinerary. I mean, she was so excited to show off her country, and people there are so loving that we would have been able to navigate it on our own because everybody's so welcoming but having mm. somebody there like that was yeah i mean every meal she was like okay here's what you get this is what you have to have you have to try this we have to go here it was we made awesome. no decisions so nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> she was our cruise best. director yeah did you do in a whole evening where you did the actual like have a drink they give you food you go to the next place have a drink you no, no, we didn't do that. But we did a lot of eating, drinking, eating. and eating, and drinking. <laughs> fair, that's fair. The or whatever that green yeah. wine was oh. like, amazing. Anyway, oh, it was water in a um. good way. <laughs> okay, so where do you start with a fabric, like, or with a pattern? I suppose, like, because mm-hmm. your your patterns are very intricate. They're very yeah. colorful. They reference, I think, sort of older fabric patterns mm-hmm. or older fat patterns. But the color palette is like very imaginative and fun, fresh. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the key for our fabrics is that we um, we love traditional fabric designs. So a lot of them like Jacobean, you know, very traditional kind of prints that you would see hundreds of years ago. Um, and then we like to twist it with the colors. So that's 
that's really where we um, have fun with it. Um, and working with Durley, they have a design studio and we worked um, very closely with them, both first and second collection. And um, we would sit down and it was all on the computer and it just allowed us to create, you know, really fast hundreds of colorways. Um, which was super fun. And then the hard part is then narrowing down to what makes it, you know, into the collection because we would, you know, you start off and just go with our gut and go, we would bring, you know, obviously we have tear sheets and inspiration and, you know, things pinned and Instagram and stuff that's inspiring. But um, I think it's it's whittling down and killing off some great colorways um, to create the final you know, three or sometimes they have five or six colorways that make it in the end. And that Angelina fabric that I mentioned that was like the scallop, mm-hmm. which is one of our, we can already tell it's going to be like one of the top sellers in both the fabric and the wallpaper, um, was a monastery that we saw in Lisbon. The windows are scalloped like that. Um, so just walking around, we would grab like, or we would see a little flower on a tile and we'd be like, hey, let's blow up that fabric and repeat it. Or, you know, there was just inspiration everywhere. And we really, really, really lets us kind of like go any route creatively, which is amazing also. Do you find it hard to use other people's fabrics in your spaces? Do you want to just only use your own? Oh, God, or, no. <laughs> or we do actually you don't, use, we don't use ours that much because we don't want to... F- we don't when hi, when client because we're decorators when clients hire us we want to give them you know the best room for them and sometimes it'll include our fabric and sometimes it doesn't but you know sometimes <laughs> yeah. they're like aren't you even gonna like push your fabrics which and we don't mean it because we obviously love our fabrics but right. you know we'll we'll throw them in there but we don't want all our clients to be a Tilton Fenwick showroom right. that makes sense. like yeah. that's <laughs> yeah that's a disservice to them. There's so um, many I great think. fabrics out there. We just I mean. Yeah, it's fun to just use everybody. Okay, so since most a lot of our list, well, we do have a lot of interior designers that are mm-hmm. listeners, but a lot of them don't have a trade account. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily know how to, like, I think that fabric is something that there's so many, it's very intimidating to, you know, just the average person. Where do you find to, it? Yeah, like, where do you find it? How do you get a really beautiful quality fabric Ballard Without. sells your fabric. Yeah. <laughs> Ballard so does first sell of all, fabric. go to Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> Sift out for the Tilton Fenwick fabrics. <laughs> and you're good. <laughs> and seen. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's probably different in every city, I would imagine, you know, because True Atlanta that. has... Um, ADAC, the Atlanta Decorative Arts Center, where people can go and and there's lots of resources there, whereas in other cities, you know, New York has their version of that. I don't know. In Atlanta, you don't have to be a designer to go to ADAC. Oh. Um, But here's the, okay, but here's the thing. But, I mean, we just looked on Etsy and I'm pretty sure somebody used their fabric and made pillows. Oh, the other stuff on pillows. Lots of Etsy. I definitely put those in my cart, so. Yeah. Yeah. But here's here's the thing about ADAC, though, and this is why I ask, I was asking them, like, there are five dozen showrooms in there all with mm-hmm. hundreds of fabrics mm-hmm. like that's that's a lot like yeah. how do you so here's something that we didn't because we learned this as we were doing the fabric line with Durley the whole concept of books where you walk into Durley and there is a Tilton Fenwick book that has our prints and our wovens kind of interspersed by colorway and mm-hmm. go with we didn't we didn't grow up uh, for lack of a better word, decorating like that. You uh-huh. know, when I worked for Markham Roberts, if I came back from the D&D building with a bag from one 
showroom in the D&D, yeah. he would send me back and be like, I need you to shop and scheme from all different showrooms. Right. Mm-hmm. But for people who, you know, don't want to be overwhelmed by going to 12 showrooms and scheming a room, you know, now we understand why those books are so valuable and people do decorate a yeah. lot using our book and they'll do the whole room and we're like, wow, like they actually, mm-hmm. you know, do the curtain, the sofa, yeah. pillows, everything from our collection. So we designed the collection like that for the people who, like you said, seem overwhelmed. And then there's yeah. the decorators that you've been interviewing who might grab one of our fabrics and then go to, you know, 12 other showrooms. Okay. And All right, that's a good strategy, I feel like. But the books are not just yeah. for our collection, you know, for all the collections, especially the licensee collections, it's nice to have the books. Yeah. Okay, I also love the way y'all mix patterns together in a space because it's, I don't know, you're like so confident and bold about it. So how- Super confident. Can we- Super bold. Get a little- <laughs> Super bold. The, that image you have out of that one room where you can see the three different wallpapers in the different spaces. And I'm like, I would, I would, oh, yeah. it's amazing. It looks wonderful. And you're like, how? That's like, mm-hmm. you guys are bold. I think part of that is is the partnership. Um, oftentimes when we're scheming, you know, Swiss will throw something out and then I can throw something out that, sh- you know, and we can layer like that. And oftentimes, you know, sometimes we're like, oh my God, no, that's that's bad. That, that went too far. But a lot of times <laughs> it's like, okay, this might be crazy, but, you know, and throwing and scheming together, I think helps us be bold and confident Whereas by ourselves, maybe not as much. Right. It's helpful to have someone be like, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. To push you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our clients, I mean, if you look at our website, they're not hiring us, you know, for like the- no, they're not timid. They don't the want beige. L-A, yeah. beige, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We laugh. Like, One of our favorite clients was always like, that's too sad. I need something brighter. Just something bolder. Yeah. This We're like, is, okay, you want bolder? Even <laughs> like schemes that we would show are too sad. Nope. That's a that's a dead color. I don't like it. Just needed everything to be really vibrant. So. Wow. And yeah. how, how do you know when it, it's enough? It's pretty clear. We For yeah. her, actually, we didn't push it. We actually had to, you know. Reel it in a little bit. back, which is, we've never done with any color. <laughs> Um, but we know exactly when it's right. And then the paint always kept, helps either tone it down or the rug. We always, you know, the fabrics might be a lot mm-hmm. and that's great. And then we, we know that the paint or the rug needs to, um, take a backseat. Take a backseat. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, do you guys find that, that you both start a room the same way or, and yeah, I mean, I think we, we usually start with fabrics. I mean, that's just what. Is our go-to and um, or or a wallpaper too. Yeah. Usually, it's 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 a multi-colored fabric or wallpaper, mm-hmm. um, and you know some decorators start with the rug too in that way a multi-colored rug. I don't think we've ever um, we've ever we, never start with a rug yeah. in our lives. <laughs> yeah, we start <laughs> with like one that. statement print usually fabric yeah. or wallpaper and then build off of build that. And it. we usually have like fifteen to twenty fabrics off of off that. that. Um, and never 15 and, to 20 per room oh yeah because we'll do like the welt on a sofa different fabric and then the oh pillows gosh. and we'll have like six pillows and then chairs and backs of chairs and lampshades wow. we love a lampshade fabric um that's amazing yeah I and some of them are solid you know then we'll do like a velvet right. or whatever um but <laughs> what yeah. about your own homes tell us what they look like do they look similar to each other mm-hmm. no not really okay. well yeah. you may have seen one of them in house beautiful that was, was Anne's it? house upstate. Yeah. yeah but our I don't know. And we help well, each other with our homes. Yeah, mm-hmm. even our own. Yeah, like Swissell's house upstate. Her her first, that was our first 
collaboration. Um, and we love country houses because, so we both had a country house at one point and those are always fun because I feel like that's when the floral and the, we call it the granny chic is mm -hmm. like really yeah. can come out. You can really go there <laughs> yeah. with the florals. Um, versus and... we both live in the kind of lofty apartments in the city, so it's a little bit harder. Do you think you can make, like I would think that if it's a if it's a second home or it's, you're not spending the bulk of your time, mm -hmm. you can probably make a few more risks because you won't tire of it. You know, you. Yeah. I think so for sure. And I think it, in the same way, like a powder room, I think Miles mm -hmm. was talking about this, it's Southern style now and it's true. A powder room, you can kind of just go crazy with a wallpaper or whatever it is, a paint or surface or whatever, because you're in there for such a short time and you go, wow, and then you, you're you out. Right. Um, and and in the same way, you, use you had lobsters on the yeah on the ceiling or yeah. something that he showed. <laughs> he did. The, he had, yes. Yes. Plastic, so he did? Plastic lobsters. Plastic, up a ceiling. plastic lobsters on the cover of the ceiling of his For a clients. party. For a party. And then and it never, liked it and said, never came it. down. And then guess what the question from the audience was? Oh, yeah. I love questions. How do you clean them? I'm like, they clean the plastic And he water. basically was like, you she had stuff. Yeah. You, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> how do you oh clean my. them? We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the ceiling. How do you clean your ceiling? But yeah, but yeah. I had my house upstate for like 13 years and I haven't touched, I haven't repulsed yeah. or anything. Yeah, I amazing. haven't, like, it's shocking that I haven't wanted to change it. I'm not sick of it. Nothing's worn out? That's great. Because no. we're there, I guess we're there on weekends. I have one child. It's a girl. <laughs> yeah. It's different when it's a girl who like True. reads and does puzzles and stickers, you know, like. Very you know. different. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't gotten sick of it at all, which is Does nice. your, do your own homes here in the city, do they change more often? We change our homes more often. Yeah. <laughs> we move around. We like to, we're like, if yeah, we weren't decorators, we'd be in real estate, like junkies. She's always oh, looking God. for a new we apartment. Also have new fabrics that come out and you're like darn I now I need this right, I, I fall in love in mm here -hmm. how and where and when can I use this um <laughs> and we get it out on our clients but it's also we want it for ourselves so that can be an expensive problem <laughs> are you each married yes we are both married and do your husbands have opinions about no the home <laughs> Good choices. Yes. So many husbands do, and ours. No opinions. You got good ones. No, <laughs> that's fantastic. They trust. Like you know, they are both in finance. We don't question their decisions for that, and then they trust us with the decorating. And they're friends also, so it's like a. It's kind of like they're outnumbered. <laughs> it's like we're like a group of four. Like okay, when you try to bring home something new, are they yeah. like, oh God, like something else? I know it's gonna look good, but like, come no, on. never, no. It's a finance they, thing mostly. Yeah, it's, it's like how much. Like, mm -hmm. We don't need that. Why are we getting new things? I know that costs money out of the And amount. then we remind them, but we get it wholesale or we get right. it, you know. I saved you saving We're saving you money. money. I saved you $4,000. <laughs> We're like, the retail price would be <laughs> X. Yeah. It's a deal. It's they a do deal. love that. They do love, like, like, when you break it down, I'm, here's a spreadsheet of what, yeah. what it cost and here's what we paid. And yeah. they, they're, they My like husband that. likes that too. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, honey, I have to get it now because I, it's, you know, you're going to be so much happier than if I spend 4000 more dollars next week. Oh, okay. Well, I was wondering if, okay, so you mentioned designing your second collection for Dura Lee and mm -hmm. how much you learned. How has designing the second collection differed from the first? Mm -hmm. We is, had a lot of learnings. Yeah. Yourselves, you're, you're good I'm at good this. I'm good at one. this. <laughs> so the first time around, we loved some, so we're a print heavy decorators so we always start with a print and so the collection i think was skewed a little bit heavier woven the first collection yeah 
Um, so there were a lot of prints that we had for inspiration that we loved when we put them up on the wall and we had to kill a lot of them. And it, you know, it was just like, like choosing favorite children. Yeah, like, right. and you Sophie's knew we choice. thought they would never be seen by the world again. So once we loved a print and we we're like, okay, we can't make that into a print because we don't have enough prints. We kind of forced it and made it a woven in the first collection. Mm-hmm. And that did not work. <laughs> um, so, and we learned that by sales. And obviously, like when we actually saw them, we're like, oh, like that, that would have been an amazing on linen printed, but it doesn't work, you know, mm-hmm. as a woven. So, in the second collection, we were super clear about making print to print. And then the wovens are what we call the workforce wovens, which are like literally all day long you know, little tiny patterns on it, you know, beautiful mm-hmm. velvets, um, solid wovens, but nothing that we forced to be a woven that was a print. So that's a long yeah. way of saying, but it was a very hard lesson to learn. <laughs> well, are there ones that you're just shocked that people didn't love? We, I mean, because we design yeah, you guys must so much product, that. right? Yeah. So yeah, hundreds of items a year, and some yeah, of them yeah. are heartbreaking. It's your favorite. Are heartbreaking, yes, yeah. because you're oh, like, for why us don't too. people I love actually, this? I, uh, there's one woven from the first collection that I begged them to bring into a, as a print second time around, even though it was basically I know a what's dog. The name like, of it. it was Sold a one yard. dog. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's the name of it? Okay, it's, it's the Whitaker. It's named Ashley after Ashley Whitaker. After but Ashley Whitaker, <laughs> it would be so pretty as a print, and it's a woven. And they were like, "No, we're not they doing said it." No, mm-hmm. yeah. we've, got, we've got so many great prints, so it was fine. But mm-hmm. but I really, really wanted to just test that to see if it would, you know, do so well. Work. Yeah, you're like, this as will work. And then, but okay, I have a question about. Well, what is the most expensive fabric by the yard? you've ever put in a project. Oh. Was it your settees upstate? I know. That was just a lot of yardage. Oh, yeah. I would say in the 300 a yard range yeah. for, you know, like a beautiful silk velvet in an animal print pattern. I would say <laughs> by who, but. So is that something that you would upholster something with or you'd use it as Probably a. Probably that's more a pillow, <laughs> you know, yeah. a really special. A little moment. A little moment that's really special. But we don't do that often. We don't really. No. Because they're beautiful expensive. fabrics that I mean, we do expensive, expensive things in rooms. Don't get me, you know, like there's a crazy <laughs> room that we did with, um, that comes up like the minute you type in our, our company name with like a peacock blue lacquer and like a crazy print sofa. So like that lacquer cost like so much money to do, to do right. it well. Um, so it's not like that we don't choose to do expensive things, but we we really try to keep it the high low, very yeah. good mix. We, we always say we dress high low, you know, we love a Zara yeah. dress, and we'll wear like the Valentino shoes or vice versa. And our rooms, we always try to have that same mix yeah. between antiques, catalog stuff, and um, custom stuff all the time. Yeah, agreed. I, I have seen a lot of Ballard in your in your projects. Yeah, we love it. So. Love My daughter's room upstate has like upholstered, like super expensive we were so walls excited. with fabric. Yeah, and then the beautiful Ballard headboard. When you guys look. started doing contrast, well. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we so were like so jumping up and down. I'm so glad someone noticed. Yeah. You're like, we can do the Outback, a whole other fabric. Yeah. yeah. I was talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Drop out. Did you yes. do the buttons and the tufting too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That was very happy. It's, that was a happy it, moment. You know, it's different on every Contrast piece. Contrast button, tufting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Every piece is different. So sometimes it's like mm-hmm. the invert of the kick pleat or sometimes it's the. Oh, yeah. The invert of the so kick pleat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a happy day to I'm so <laughs> glad that you guys noticed that. Well, it was happy internally, too, yeah, because yeah. We, we'd been asking for that. And then they well, like. it's just technically a challenge to get it to work on the website. You know, we get the oh, vendors yeah. can do it. Our upholstery people can, of course, make that all day long. I know. But getting it to work the on the site. to be totally clear. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Boy. They make the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Railroaded fabric. Yeah. Diagram it out. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's a, it's a complicated business and explaining it to lay people who don't do that for a living and they're trying yeah. to, you know, when they want to do something custom and then they're trying to buy the right mm-hmm. amount and which way does it go and it's, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's to try to make it simple with one click. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So how do you, speaking to, I know you mix patterns, but... I wanted to talk about scale because I know mm-hmm. even in general, scale mm-hmm. is so important. And I do think it's something that is very easily missed by people, again, who are trying to do mm-hmm. it themselves. So what are some good um, like tips for... Are you saying pattern scale or scale yes. of furniture? I was doing oh, pattern scale. Yeah, yeah, pattern yeah. scale. Okay. Oh, because I was going so for the rug. So mixing patterns with scale? <laughs> you can do the rug too. I'm sure they would appreciate it's both. It's the bath mat rug in uh, the living room. Right. That's and like literally just... I can't. My, yeah. Everybody in my family, I love you all, but they all Is that have, your pet peeve? I feel like this your decorating pet peeve. It's my decorating pet peeve. Like <laughs> the, the mm-hmm. too small rug in a yeah. room. Like yeah. it looks like a bath mat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fixable problem, it's people. It's so fixable. Because you can just layer your bath mat rug over a sisal. A sisal. Perfect. Get a Done. Ballard sisal Done. and put that little bath mat that you love yeah, they're like right on top. Bucks. <laughs> Not amazing. It's so much better. And then it's layered. You have texture. So simple to fix. But pattern scale you were asking about yes. in terms of fabric. <laughs> yes. um, we, when we designed the collection, we did that also to make sure that there was like that huge print that we love. And mm-hmm. then we actually fought um, in the first collection to have small all over prints, which Durley didn't have that many of. Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't the only decorator. You know, because we're decorators, we know what what's missing like, in the marketplace. Yeah. And other people were also saying to the reps, um, that they wanted small scale prints either to line the, you know, they'll have the print mm. on the front of the curtains and then people like to interline the back of the curtains with like a little all over print. I didn't know that and I love that idea. Oh, yeah, because yeah. some people like if you're walking outside the house, I hate looking at the back of curtains that right. don't. Boring mm, white liner. That are like not finished, like yeah. especially in houses, you know, in apartments, it doesn't matter as much, but um, just a lot of little ditzy prints that we love to play with. And then we love a stripe or a ticking. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what so helps when you're mixing the fabrics in a room mm-hmm. because you need the scales to be different. Um, and so that makes it easy. So that's sort of a rule of thumb. Them. Don't do like three stripes of the same. Yeah, or floral. like uh, Anything. Like yes. you got to do a stripe yeah. and a dot and a floral and a. And a for yes. contrast well, do you always do a small print or solid? A solid or a. You small don't ever print. do anything big. Sometimes we do. Remember the in the blue lacquered room mm. that Suisal had mentioned. There was a purple chair, and we used the same kind of crazy print that was on the oh, right. sofa. That. that was a good idea. That's just like a small, but you can. You, you can. can. Okay. Mixed with a solid, right on the main okay. body of the piece, but that's the rule. That's the rule. I like it. Where does, what is your favorite place to put? I mean, do you put patterns on like? the majority of your upholstery or like do you do you like to have like a pattern sofa with a solid curtain or I guess like where are we going to get our most value for a big print I guess 
Yeah, you're not getting a lot of you're not getting a lot of solids from us, um, <laughs> but we love cur we love curtains um, with the biggest boldest print, and we also use a lot of fabric on the walls. Okay. Um, we'll just send it. Durley actually now started. You can paper back your fabric, so when you order fabric from there, they will put paper on the back of it, so your wallpaper hanger can hang it on the walls like it's wallpaper, oh, which so is amazing. We used to have yeah. to send it to California, and it was like three steps. You know, Wait, and, we you know, just it's order like, it like that. Yeah. You can order fabric and have the paper back, but you're still <laughs> gonna get like the linen texture me. on yes. the outside. It's fabric, but the back of it, your wallpaper hanger That's will awesome. look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> Okay. But they'll hang it like it's paper on the back. Can you put that in like a bathroom? Yes. Is it not going to get like I've had weird. I know my upstate bathroom's been twelve years. We always have this question, but people are awfully worried about bathrooms in a, yes. in a way and that I don't them. understand. You have to have a good wallpaper. I'm sorry, you're but not in there you have to have a good wallpaper hanger unless you're like taking a steam bath for thirty minutes every day. <laughs> yeah, you're not. The room is not that wet. <laughs> I mean, it's not. You're in, a like in and, and out of the shower in five minutes. Me and Will will both take a shower every day in the bathroom. And then you have 23 and a half hours of dry. I'm just, well, you just said, if you take a shower for 30 minutes every day, but like. No, I said a steam thing. All right. It's about the wallpaper hanger. Our bathroom mm -hmm. is just small. So mm -hmm. every time any either of us shower, it steams up. I take like yeah. scolding hot showers where like you cannot see when I get out and I've never but our wallpaper hanger is literally best of New York magazine wallpaper hanger and we've had clients use their own wallpaper hangers and there's always an issue and so now it's like he the one thing you have to use is our wallpaper hanger or a good you know there's millions of good wallpaper hangers he's not the only one but <laughs> you don't want to like Miles says pay for, the, pay for best. the best and you only cry once that's yeah. right <laughs> yeah that's right. Do you want to I put a link to him on our notes? I know. Yeah. I might as well link him to this. Yeah. Link. Well, I have hardwood saying. floors in my bathrooms, and I've yeah. never even thought twice about it, but I think it, people will worry about that all yeah. the time. So do I. I painted hardwood. I painted yeah, them. Yeah. I'm like, what? whatever. Yeah. With like yeah. porch it's paint. Fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> my So, okay. My brother is a contractor, and he talked my parents out of putting wood floors in their kitchen because he said it was going to... I got so mad at him. Like, why... Has he ever seen a farmhouse? I know. Well, that will. Okay, so my husband is a, his dad is a historic preservationist. They've always lived in old houses, and he's like every single house we've ever lived in has always had a wood floor. Wood floor. These are eighteen hundreds houses in there. It's the original floor. Like it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally anyways. Fine. Yeah, wood's pretty durable. Mm, unless yeah. you're crazy, my neighbors, which we talk shit about all the time on this. Erin, <gasps> sorry, we talk crap about all the time on this on accident. I hope she does not listen. But she redid the floors because she said that the neighbor before her, the one who lived in the house before her, that the dog peed everywhere. Well, I knew the neighbor before. She didn't. She was like, my dog didn't pee at all in that house. Anyway, so she ripped them out or just redid them? Like refinished. she refinished them, then didn't like how it was refinished. And redid them again. Unable to be pleased dot com. <laughs> <Yes. Anyway. laughs> but she was like, the, and I was like, I don't. Know. She was like, do you smell that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> the problem there is the dog. Yeah. Not mm. the well, yeah, <laughs> dogs aren't good with painted wood floors though, too. They're not. Well, if they, well, I guess they're if it's decking nice. paint, yeah. exactly. See, yes, in an older home, and it's also kind of get a crate. Okay, crate your dog. <laughs> File their. I agree. Nails. Well, it's supposed to look old, you know? Yeah. yeah. Trying, like, let's I mean, embrace a little, like yeah. you said, patina. Let's take it. Wait, you, <laughs> you guys don't have pets based on that. Comment. I do. Oh, you created. Yes. She ah. loves her crate. Loves She's her crate. 
She's, she's not allowed in my bed. Well behaved dog. <laughs> she's well, not allowed to put her tongue in my mouth yeah, or sit in my bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. Yeah, that's and I love her. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, that's the extent. Do you treat her like yeah. a dog? <laughs> yeah, she's allowed on furniture, but not my bed or yeah. my daughter's. No beds. Yeah. Period. Yeah, yeah, that's a good rule. Yeah, agreed. What? I follow that one too. Nope, hmm. not on the bed. Yeah, what kind of dog do you have? She's a rescue, so she's a little pit, a little beagle, and a little terrier. Okay. Well, we I did the gonna... DNA. We did the crazy dog DNA test for her. <laughs> hey, she's a rescue, and people are like, she looks like a pit. She looks like this, and I was like, oh, let's, let's find out. Let's so get we a definitive out. answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, our dog does get in our bed, but I was gonna say she's. We so, don't live in New York City. New York City dog like, walking pause, oh, and then coming into your bed mm. is the d- most disgusting thing. Yeah, that's that's, true. that's actually. Really and I'm sure ninety percent of the decorators that run this podcast that have dogs sleep and. And, and, and let them put their tongue in their mouths. And let them put their tongue in their mouth. But I just but can't. not you. You've anyway. drawn the line. I like it. <laughs> that was my intention. I was like, we'll never let her in the bed. You're weak. One day, I think I was sick, and I just really wanted to cuddle with the dog. And then the once you do it once, that's the gateway of our kids too. Just yeah. Don't let the kid in the bed. Don't do it. <laughs> From um, an early slippery age. slope. They, just, they don't even know that they can. Yeah. So, and they'll never <laughs> leave. Good advice. They yeah. don't. Except though, I don't. Caroline's gonna. She's gonna sleep with that baby. It's fine. You're gonna give in like the dog. <laughs> and then she'll be cuddling both on either side, very happily. But how do you not bring your like infant child into your bed? You go in their room and lay down. Mm-hmm. You put the Ballard day bed in their room. Yeah, she has a bed in her room already. <laughs> yes. Do. So you sleep there. I slept there. Yeah. For you go in their room and like you lay down. Four months. <laughs> See? And yeah, that's normal. And the baby was never in yeah. the bed. Okay. I slept All on the right. Bell or Day bed. Trundle. See? See? Oh my gosh. I was sleeping with kids and dogs. It's very common, but yes, we don't do, <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> that's a great thing. Evidently, I mean boundaries. It's yes. probably a good conversation yeah. to have. <laughs> this is actually an intervention for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very complicated intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Will sent me a picture of him in the bed with the baby this morning, so... Oops. Oops. <laughs> well, you're both weak. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about, you were talking about how you like to take the traditional designs and kind of, you know, kind of give it a twist with color. Mm-hmm. And we've been working with some of your fabrics um, lately, Ballard. In the, in the latest season, we're working with some that are red mm-hmm. and spa blue. Mm-hmm. And I love that combo, and I just don't think it's one that people normally think of putting mm-hmm. together. I mean, I think you're seeing a little bit more of it lately mm-hmm. with things. But how, um, how are you coming up with those combos? Is it something that you're always working with, and you've, or is it when you like you said you're on the computer, you're just putting things together, and you're like, oh, that looks great. Well, that red we like to call for this collection. We called it beet ketchup. We were like on some crazy diet at the time, <laughs> and we were eating beet literally beet ketchup from like places that had no sugar you know it was like a sugar-free ketchup uh-huh. type thing oh, and the red was so beautiful by and this chloe, beet ketchup vegan. by chloe right that's the vegan store the, the vegan, vegan burger place yeah quote i burger. love it um and they give you beet ketchup and we were like this is the red because we wanted a red fabric in the collection but we didn't want it to be too like fire engine red or like too cherry red you know mm-hmm. and we literally brought that beet ketchup into the Durley offices and we're like <laughs> This is the red, so I'm glad that you like the red. It's pretty, and then it's it just amazing. it needed that like light blue to kind of just like soften it because so many people were afraid of using red, you know, in their homes. Um, mm-hmm. So we thought that was like a good intro 
intro fabrics with a little bit of blue in it because everybody loves blue. Blue sells all day long. I'm sure it does for you guys yes, as well. Yes, number one color. Um, so we thought if we do the red, which is crazy with a little blue, then maybe it'll sell a little bit more because mm-hmm. the blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the verdict. Are people responding But yes, but we can oh. Yeah. We think it's definitely going to do well, but it literally just launched in August. Yeah. Awesome. So it's like too early for, do it takes you, like six months for us to really tell. Do you guys pay attention to color trends? Or are you just sort of going with your gut? Yeah, it's really gut. I mean, we did a little bit more blue in this collection because we just know, obviously, in our industry, mm-hmm. it's just such a classic. Um, and we love blue. But mm-hmm. And from our previous collection, that was good, learning the colors. that Yeah. And like yellow did well a lot. We had a yellow in the first collection, which was like literally my most hated. Like I just did not like the yellow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were pushed yellow into the yellow. Yellow is hard. And it sold it's really well. Really but hard yeah, color. It did. Was it a lemon or a butter? It was like a light, it was gr- a little light grays with light yellows, uh-huh. like buttery yellows yeah. with gray. And people loved and that, that stripe, and the florals. The, remember the stripe, as stripe in oh, yellow yeah. and blue. That did really well. Okay, so you're working with a client and you, they have given you carte blanche mm-hmm. and you are picking a color palette. Do you just find a fabric and that leads your color palette or do you go in there with straight of a color palette in mind and look for fabric. Uh, before we get to that stage with a client, we we always do what we call flashcards, um, which I stole from Brockman and Coleman. I don't, I don't know if you guys have done them on the podcast. They're really great too. I worked for them as well as Ashley. But um, so we meet with clients and we throw out basically our whole library. hundred <laughs> fabrics. And we just, we say to them, you're not going to love these all but we just need your reaction. So some are just, eh, it's fine. Some are, no, 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 hate. And some, you know, they are jumping over the table and must have this must, somewhere. And have to have this fabric. So that first gut reaction meeting with them helps us gear where we're going. Um, and it saves us a lot of time because <laughs> even if people have, we have tear sheets and now people have, really it's like their Instagram, images that they've saved um it's still just getting their gut reaction to the fabrics helps us go to that mm-hmm. that first place and during that process sometimes like we've learned with one client the husband's like oh my god i forgot to tell you i hate birds you know like we showed him a fabric that had birds and he was like <laughs> hate birds we, yes. we could have shown him at the presentation meeting an entire dining room based on right. like a bird Print. wallpaper yeah. and would have wasted so much time so you know we find out what colors they hate green love red must have something yellow whatever it is from that one meeting so it's an extra meeting but we feel like it definitely saves time streamlines so much time and makes everybody happy so (laughs) going into this first meeting do Mm -hmm. you have like a set group of fabrics that you take as you're like this exercise every time or do all of them we we throw a lot in there yeah it's like a little mini rolly suitcase of like a lot of stuff from our library yeah Yeah. and then if it's tilt and fun we try to cover up our names so that they don't feel bad yeah like Like, hate it hate that one (laughs) we usually do we usually do a round at the D&D building, which is the design building here for, for fabrics that we are thinking about for a particular client um, mm-hmm. before we do that, but then pull from our library, library. of just classics that we love. What about your clients? Okay, so I know a couple years ago, maybe it was a year ago, I don't know, um, you did a house in Austin that was in Southern mm-hmm. Living. I love that house, by the Thank way. You. Um, <laughs> but how do you, 
when it's a client that's in a different state, how mm-hmm. do you start that process? Do mm. they come here and meet with you here in New York? Do you go to Austin? We do both. Um, that one was actually a New Yorker who moved mm. to Austin. So she had an apartment here in Gramercy. Um, and we knew her very well. So we knew her tastes very well. And that was one of the easiest jobs we've ever done because we, the way our contract, every decorator works differently, we do two schemes. We present you two options per every room. Um, she couldn't choose like, she was like, and we sent her like a red and brown bedroom, which is the bedroom that that she actually chose. And then we sent yeah. her a blue and white one, which was like a safer one. And she was like, I love the red one. And then she'd call the next day and be like, oh, I want the blue one the next day. The only annoying thing about that job was that she couldn't decide which right. of the two schemes she, she wanted. She loved it all too much. Um, That's the client you want, yeah, right? I mean, she was amazing. But it was super easy. And it's actually easier to do jobs when they're further away because we went once, we measured, we took pictures, we presented, and then we kind of went back to install. Mm, um, yeah. When they're closer, it's like, oh, come see the paint color, come see the yeah the floor yeah. stain too much involvement you're more involved. um so we have a lot of those also but it's just it's people think that further away is harder and it's actually yeah easier i think i loved that house so much that was a great Thank house you. and she had three little kids three little girls it was, so it was fun so to much do three fun. girls also rooms like, oh yeah yes fun nice and she has great taste and she's chic like <laughs> yeah. in her you know we, you would tell her dress her um, style that mm-hmm. she was, she had great taste. So it was one thing night. I noticed too, and this house had one as well, mm-hmm. is you use banquettes a lot, mm-hmm. but not and not always. I mean, I think we oftentimes think of them as living in a kitchen. Yeah. But a lot of time, I mean, in your country house, yeah, yeah, they were on the other side of fireplace. Tell us why. When should we use them? Why should we use them? We we love using them. Um, one place that we used them was a show house that we did for the Hamptons and we ended up it's kind of a funny story but um we got the basement and <laughs> it was a massive room and it was supposed to be like a rec room and we were just starting out and nobody knew who we were and we just had no idea what to do down there um and so we turned it into a lounge and we did two back-to-back settees with kind of like a large coffee table in between yeah, so them four settees total four settees <laughs> um and it's still one of my favorite projects that we've done because it was it was a really challenging room and that was a good place to use bunkettes like it was just it became loungy and totally unexpected i mean it like just needed a huge sectional but we didn't do that and it was really fun um i think it got a lot of good attention because it was just different um so i think loungy spaces that need like entertaining and seating and it's just comfortable and yeah they look chic mm-hmm. somewhere to perch without <laughs> yeah without like yeah. sinking without, down into yeah. a huge chair you or... never have to fluff them up and yeah true mm-hmm. they look nice yeah. all the time and in that texas project we actually did we did do one in the kitchen um and we have the fabric laminated so you can like windex it because they have three little kids and Smart. it's this beautiful pierre foray print that was not inexpensive and then um we did that laminating. Okay, so if you want to lam- laminate a fabric, mm-hmm. how does like the average person do that? Like, do we send it somewhere? You have what? to send it somewhere. Okay, I don't think so really does that yet. Off, they should do that yeah. too. Wherever, mm-hmm. and then they laminate it and ship it back. It's then, just an extra then step. Then you Google it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot the name of it, but yeah, California. Okay, someone in yeah. California. Laminates. But it's a great. We'll do it for dining chairs, like. And it's not kitchen. feeling like the like '80s laminate. No, you can barely, I think it's so much better now. Like you can barely tell that it's. Yeah, I like that. Very it's like functional. coded, it's coded. Great for kids. Laminated, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coded. Good tips. From two moms. Yeah. Two moms. I know, we have a lot of clients. A lot of, most of our clients. Almost have. every single client 
is a young family. So we're always <laughs> dealing with kids and how to make it functional and also beautiful. Yeah. And so. prints help with that too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You can hide a, a multitude hide a of sins with a print. A oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So this is from Mary your... Catherine. <laughs> okay. So she okay. must be Southerner, as we. Or she could be Catholic. Oh, that's my. Oh, yeah. My aunt is Mary Catherine. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Or Mary Fair. Catherine Gallagher. She's from Athens. Maybe it's no. a Saturday Night no. Live character. Well, there you go. Oh, here it is. My husband and I and two small children moved to Athens, Georgia a year ago from Atlanta. I'm finally feeling settled in our home, but there are still a handful of areas I'm trying to decide the best route to take decorating-wise. Our house was built in the 1920s, and while it's been renovated, storage areas are still an opportunity. The pictures I sent are of the main dining area of the home, which is open and visible to the kitchen and front living space. Right now, I don't have any storage in this room. I've thought about corner shelves, but they would cause me to have to take down the large mirrors that I have hanging on either side of the window, and I love these mirrors. The thought occurred to me that I might be able to get two smaller chest buffets and put one under each of the mirrors. This way, I would have some storage, and I think it would make this room look more complete. My questions are, one, do you think the idea of two chests is a good idea? If not, what thought do you have on a piece or pieces of furniture for this room two if i get two chests what type finish do you think would be best i love dark wood and have some antique wood pieces scattered throughout the house and do you think something painted or potentially more modern would look better you can get a glimpse of my living room and the pictures that i and the color that i love ahead so she sent photos of color yeah i already have my idea i have yeah. You oh my too. gosh. So I would definitely do two things under the mirror, but I would do a skirted table. Like I love the little ballerina tejers with the skirts so that oh, you can yeah. hide stuff behind it because I feel like this room needs a little bit more fabric in it. Mm-hmm. Um, love that there's a print on the curtains, but if you can get another fabric or even kind of like a burlapy type, you know, skirt, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely do that and kind of you can use it for storage underneath and maybe make like a bar set up on top of one just to add some um but i wouldn't want a a chest per se because i think with the wood floors it might look too heavy a and b sometimes they're way too deep Mm -hmm. um so i think a skirted table that's pretty narrow would be the best um, that's a good idea this is why i picked her i know (laughs) that's me and And they are great you just pull up the side put all the toys in there and move yeah we do skirted tables a lot for clients when we're when they have a lot of stuff to hide you can hide they're not pretty underneath but it's like but you can, they don't need to be. Yeah. And if you get that contrast inverted pleat um, fabric, That's right. it's even cuter. And we do a custom one. So you could do a custom one or we probably have, I bet we have, and I was Suzanne just looking at one. the other day, I bet we have like six to eight different styles. I mean, there's yeah. a lot no, of options. We were options. looking for our office because we needed And there's a like bunch of new ones coming like, out in January. So I agree with some cool tape trim. Tape trim. Mm-hmm. On the bottom situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. Easy and inexpensive. Yes. Yeah. And I love the idea of setting one up as a bar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe little lamp, like little tiny task lamps yes. on either side. To, to, to get some the mirrors of the are light. beautiful and they're hung mm-hmm. very well. They're hung high. Not too, not too low, not yes, too high. Yes, they're hung perfectly. Do you find that people hang them too low? Everything is hung too low. Artwork's hung too, too low. High. Too high, I think. So it's either too high or too low. Like it depends if it's like the woman hanging it, the husband's hanging That's it. True. Like nothing's ever hung at a proper height. My family does it all too low. Yeah. So I just came back from my from Puerto Rico. <laughs> She's fresh off. Everybody was like, you know, everybody's five foot two and all of the, every picture's hung way too low. But you're right, it usually is too high. But So what's the proper height then? There. 
this. <laughs> yeah. Check nice podcast job. notes. This is Mary Catherine. She's right. She did it. I do love y'all's idea about the short little teeny lamps, and I'm obsessed with baby lamps these days. Yeah. Like little do, little test lamps like little and a skirt Very and a bar. Sweet. You can put them in the bookshelf, on your mantle. Like they mm-hmm. into Under your pieces. kitchen cabinet. Yeah. I like a lamp yeah. in a kitchen. Me too. Any other thoughts on this dining room? It's good. She's got a little cow would be this. Mine would be just get a larger sisal for underneath. And the layer hide. the height mm-hmm. on, the hide on top. Put the height on top because it's going to make the room feel bigger. Chairs falling off too. The chairs won't fall off, and it will make the space. It will kind of define it to be a larger area. Your dining area will be more defined. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. A good idea. I have a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. What is that chandelier like? Really high, or is that just me? Yeah. A little too it, high. Like it's, it's too high. She it's, might still have the chain. She could probably bring it down some. Where would you place it? Just lower. With the, with the mirrors? I don't know. Ladies? Well, I mean, we have, Professionals. A, we, we have yeah. a thing Let's on our website about how high it's I'm, supposed to be off the table. Yeah. There's a, Go there's to the a Ballard rule. website. There's a rule on the blog. It's a little bit too high. How high to hang We walk there. underneath it. We like, everything's gut feel for us in our room. So we don't, we never yeah. know like the, the exact inches. Exact yeah. inches. Yeah. It's like the contractors love that. They're like, how many inches? And I'm like, I need to stand there. We can go to Ballard and get be like, okay, follow the See? yes, <laughs> should be follow the rule. Well, the rule I think is about thirty inches above your table. Yeah. Okay, somewhere in that family to right. the bottom of the chandelier. Yes, yes, right. Yeah, so she or probably can drop that like eight on your table. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Anything well, else, Caroline? I don't know. No, she's got the whole other look. She's all decorated. Yeah, she did a good job. I like her living room a lot. It looks cute. Good job, Mary Catherine. She did great. Welcome to Athens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, y'all tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, all that good stuff. Um, TiltonFenwick.com, but who uses websites anymore? So <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> at TiltonFenwick. All right, That's and awesome. they can find your fabrics at Durley? Durley. Okay. Robert yeah. Allen Durley Group. And there. we also have to plug our wallpapers, which oh, are yeah. to, not to the trade. They are... Full retail on Huga and West, which is H Y G G E and West.com. West. Good to a know. A lot of the same, it's probably five or six, I yeah. think, of the prints from our fabric collection we made wallpaper. Fun. Some some different colorways too. Yeah. And I'll put a link to the Ballard fabrics that are yours. Great. So you can find them on Ballard too. Thank you. Yeah, they're fun. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. We would love to read it. And of course, subscribe to the show so it downloads straight to your phone. The show notes for each episode are at howtodecorate.com slash podcast and follow us on social media. And very exciting news. The How to Decorate podcast is now a skill on your Alexa. That's right. So you can just ask Alexa to play the How to Decorate podcast after you go and enable it under the skills on Amazon. Dot com. Yes. Super easy. Super easy. Tell Alexa to play the How to Decorate podcast and your life will be so much happier. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Happy, happy decorating. decorating.